Welcome to Bachelor Theory. My name is Julia Delois. I'm your host, and I am here with another guest. Y'all, the season is over, but the theories are not. The theories, some would say, are just getting started, actually. Life sort of begins after the season finale. So my guest today, you guys, she is part of Austin-based sketch group Ladies Eat Free, She is known as Huff Daddy on the Holy Rollers in the Texas Roller Derby. She's tearing the roller derby up uh, when she's not making sketches and girl bossing around. Y'all, it's the mayor of damn Texas, Katie Huff. Whoa, whoa, guys, settle down, settle down. This is crazy. Please, this is embarrassing. You're embarrassing her. This is crazy. Yeah. You're literally humiliating her. Julia, it is an honor. And I just want to say, this is my first podcast. Holy shit. I couldn't even tell. You look amazing with the headphones on. Thank I you. I feel like you ironed out like a tech issue that we had briefly when we first signed on. I feel like you're, I feel like you're a podcast mogul already at this point. Thank you. Yeah. It's good to be here. It's good to be seen and talking. And um, I can't wait to tell you my thoughts. And I, I guess the fans should know I, this is my first season I've ever seen. That's right. And that's, that's like the most important thing. Like I am dying to know what this season was like from sort of a rookie's perspective. Now, Katie, just to bring the guests in a little bit, you and I famously, famously met on a little app I like to call Tinder because that's what mm-hmm. it's called, you know? Yes. Um, and uh, you can feel free to like uh, amend this sort of assessment, but I feel like uh, we went on a couple super fun dates and then God sort of said like, mm, I have something bigger in mind for these two, you know, yes. like can't risk uh, getting into a relationship like Ugh, something goes wrong, not friends anymore. These two have to be good time gal pals, uh, specifically around around reality TV. Yeah, I think what's beautiful about our friendship is that we met, I believe the year was 2017. Mm-hmm. You're right into the thick of Ugh, the Trump Were we president. ever so young? I know. So young, so young. And I think that the pandemic has brought us closer than ever. Nothing bonds girls Mm-mm. like the show Vanderpump Rules. And I'm not going to talk about too much of that today because I am rewatching it for the second time. But yes, that has really been our glue. Yeah, I really think that I mean, God, of course, she like knew that she she was like, I'm cooking up a pandemic, you know, in a few years. And these two are really going to need each other uh, at that point to. Yes, we watched we famously watched uh, kind of virtually in tandem with each other, kept in constant contact as we both watched Vanderpump Rules from the very beginning to the very end, sort of uh, all of 2020. That was my medicine in the pandemic. Had I not had that, who's to say where I would be today? Yeah. Uh, I love it. So Katie, it, you, like you said, it is your first season of the bachelor, but, uh, as fans can probably guess from watching eight seasons of Vanderpump in a row and actually rewatching it, you are no stranger to reality TV. So before you came into the bachelor, sort of like, give us like the state of the union on like, what are your go-tos? What's your like reality TV history? Yeah. Okay. So Vanderpump, it was, you know, April in the pandemic. I realized we're going to need to buckle up for a long Mm -hmm. ride. And I keep seeing Vanderpump, Vanderpump. I'm like, you know what? It sounds goofy. I'll try it. Little did I know. This was about- Little did you know. This changed my life. These people are (laughs) addictive. There's no other word for it. I can't say they're good or bad, but they are addictive. They are exactly themselves. Like I said, we're rewatching this season. And I'm like, you know what? Jackson, Kristen- they don't change your lick, but God bless them. They are. God they are. bless them. You and I, like we really, um, we have come to feel like these people are our friends. We can often be found like texting each other back and forth, like about specific memories as if they like happened to us, you know, like remember when yes. Kristen flew in Miami girl? <laughs> remember yes. when, when uh, Schwartz put the fucking steaks in his butt crack? It's like, oh, those guys. They're my family. Yeah. So Vanderpump was my first journey. <laughs> And then I have to be honest, it was hard to like replace that. Like that was, you know, you're you're starting off with the best and hardest drug and, and to fill that void was hard. I tried real housewives and I think I could get into it, but you know, there isn't the, um, 
there's something about everyone being single that is so delightful Mm, to watch. Yes, that is so key. I love that you clued into that. Um, Now you have a lot of really sharp insights actually about The Bachelor that I'm going to get into later. But first, we're sort of going chronologically here. So what was your sort of like tipping point for watching The Bachelor? How did you arrive at the decision that you would take this plunge? You know, I want to say that you were a big motivating factor because I feel so like I feel like you were like, "Hey, you liked Vanderpump. Um, this is coming up, and I I think it's going to help you through a lot of challenging times." So, right. like to that, thank you. Yeah, I feel like I said I care about you a lot. I want you to be happy. Uh, I want you to be miserable at times, and that's and boy, do I have a show for you. <laughs> that's The Bachelor. You know what it's given me. Um, it's like an instant connector with straight women. Like I feel uh. like as a lesbian, they're like, oh, you're gay. Like, um, I, yeah, we probably don't have too much in common. I have seen Ellen and I'm like, girls, girls, it, it's okay. I've watched the bachelor. Right. Right. And, and then they're like, like one of us, one of us. You can feel the walls <laughs> coming, crashing down. And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, Matt James is so hot. And it's just like, it, 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 it's been great for my socialization with straight women. I love that. What kind of, what kind of straight women are you coming into contact with sort of during the pandemic? Cause you also have been busy with some projects, which, which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've started playing pickleball and, um, <laughs> which is an amazing thing to say out loud to millions of <laughs> listeners. Um, yes, there, we are out there. There are 30 year olds playing pickleball. So my yes, partner exists. They are beautiful it's an amazing sport. So yeah, so there's straight women there. Uh, and then with, you know, clients on the phone, I'm like, quick, come up with something that can connect me with these women and marketing roles. And famously so many women are in marketing on the bachelor. Yeah. So bachelor is sort of like made it into your, um, I guess you say sales funnel. Is that kind of the term in the biz? Julia, you're catching on. I know a little something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you're a marketer. You're probably like 50% already onboarded to The Bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so you've indicated that uh, you like, like literally 100% of the human population uh, find Matt uh, stunningly hot, which I think is sort of just the human condition that kind of knows no sexuality or identity, whatever. That's just like, we all, uh, you know, we bleed the same Matt loving, uh, blood, but, uh, what were your impressions of him? Like overall as a, as a bachelor start to finish. So, um, incredible, incredible body. Like, incredible. And, and the producers knew it. I mean, I'm sure that's why he got on the show. So many shots of him outside showering, which I believe this was filmed in a fall scenario. So I think yeah. that was really brave of him to mm-hmm. opt towards the outdoor shower. Um, but I will say pretty much until like the last three episodes, I didn't think this guy had a bone of personality in his body. Totally. Yeah. You are not alone. I was like, why are these women killing themselves? Like they meet him once and they're like, yeah, I just met my husband. (laughs) I know. I know. I know. I know. (laughs) And like, I know that they filmed this in COVID. So like, that's also kind of fucked up because they're like, girls, you haven't seen another human. We're going to throw an absolute bombshell of a man in front of you. And this will be your only male interaction for probably months to come. Like a pack of rabid hyenas. Yeah. And none of them got gay, which was crazy. Yeah. That is one thing that is kind of crazy about uh, The Bachelor is that, you know, there's a, the, the running joke is like that they're always saying like, this is the most dramatic season yet. And, and it's like, yes, like some new stuff happens. It's like, dramatic stuff happens, but within these like very narrow sort of parameters, like it's like, oh really? If it's like the most dramatic season yet, like I want two of the girl contestants falling in love. I want like the lead to like actually feel an attraction with a producer. And like, that has to happen. And we like yes. all fucking say that, you know what I mean? Like it's all this stuff that's like, oh, so crazy and so dramatic, but it's like, we're still living this tiny little teeny uh, straight boring, uh, you know, like not dramatic world very much. There's a formula. <laughs> The drama was so safe. Like Victoria was, I I would imagine so many times watching the show, I've realized that it's so heavily produced and edited and scripted. Mm. So like 
I imagine they were in there just rubbing their hands together. Victoria, they're like, America isn't going to know what hit them. And Victoria was great. She was like the perfect little flame to all of this stuff. But even still, I'm like, that's the best they got. Yeah, that's the best I got. That's the best I got. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, this season was particularly hard to, there's always drama. There's definitely even like, girl hating, that's nothing new, but something about this season, like I I will tell you, if you have no reference point for before that, like something about this season was particularly, like I think COVID has made people really, like you said, it's like higher stakes. It's maybe made them like really fucking mean because what we haven't seen before, which we saw this season was like the way that it was just constantly like everybody ganged up on one person. So usually the formula is like, two girls beefing they got to go on the one-on-one together and like it it's like pretty solidly between two girls almost like Jacenia and MJ that was a more traditional one but Mm -hmm. this season it felt like it flipped and flopped so much back and forth like anytime what like one person became the odd one out and then the the other one who was previously the odd one out is like absorbed into the mob and then like you know stones the other girl and you as a famous girls girl, I wonder uh, what you think about that. Okay, so I have to say something and this is controversial. This is this is exactly the space for it. This is exactly I what want. thought MJ was really hot and my girlfriend hated that I said that. Mm, yeah, yeah. But her yeah. blonde curly hair, she had that lesbian jawline that you're like, I know, uh, I, I know you're queer. yeah. Um, my partner said something, um, apt, which was that she probably, uh, will go on to like sleep with a lot of athletes. Yeah. And I think she deserves that. I mean, she's definitely bitchy. I didn't think she was like a bad person. Here's what I didn't understand. Like the, the drama that was either organic or manufactured was around, um, I forget almost everyone's names, but there was the girl. They're like, I heard she was a prostitute. Also, mm, who was the copywriter? Anna. Oh yeah, yeah, Anna. I could have landed fourteen airplanes into her mouth. My goodness, <laughs> I just was like, how brave of you to be out here talking so much shit and just like have um, such a profile. Uh, Absolutely, and you know, we definitely like this. Sort of like feels like it's like um you know, punching up a little bit, right? Like we can sort of, you can make fun of someone's appearance uh, if they're a bad person, actually, that's the rule. Yeah, and and so like, again, I'm sure she's an amazing copywriter. Every single person <laughs> there, I was like, I would love to see your work. Like, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but um, Rachel, it kept saying graphic designer. You better believe I spent an hour trying to find her graphic design repository. Well, I actually like have, I have such a thing about this because I, in the finale episode, I noticed that her Chiron said graphic designer. And I was like, what on earth? Because I thought that I remembered in the beginning of the season, but I'm having sort of like a Mandela effect because apparently this was never true. But I believe that I remembered in the beginning of the season that she was like, she said like, I'm an, I'm a model basically. And I feel like I remember that because I sort of, it was sort of like eye rolling. I was like, oh, of course you are. And then I also remember thinking like she dresses remarkably bad for a model who might be getting like free, (laughs) nice clothes. It's like, what's your excuse for dressing so bad? Um, And, and I was sort of, you know, I I was trying not to get too dramatic, but I was sort of thinking of like conspiracy theory, like, oh my God, they're trying to like recoup her image towards the end of the season after all her bad shit. But I, I would, don't, I think I just imagined it. I don't know. That would be an, an amazing and bizarre PR move to be like, who's the, <laughs> like of all the professions that they could throw under the like graphic designer, of course. Yes. Harmless. Let's do it. Well, I thought maybe like, it was like a stretch, but not like, like she's like 23. So, and you know, when you're 23, like you don't really know what you are. You just know what you studied in college. So I thought maybe, um, you know, she was like, she studied graphic design in college but wasn't really a graphic graphic designer yet or, or whatever the fuck. And so they just slapped that on there. I don't know. That's, uh, I could be, I could be onto something or it could be nothing. Fans write us in. If you find her bad, her, um, 
what is it? Devon art or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my Tumblr days. <laughs> people would post on that. Um, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so here's, um, is it common that the women are so fucking young? Like there were so many babies on that show and I was shocked. I don't think anyone was older than Matt. That's right. That is fairly common. Like it's, yeah, always the guy is older than like the women. There's really not going to be uh, uh, any any like women in their 30s if Matt's only 30. I think there was there was on um, uh, Colton season. There was uh, uh, <laughs> this super fucking she was the hottest one of them all easily. Her name was Elise. She was 31, got framed yeah. as the cougar got framed as a fucking cougar katie oh that poor woman that's the world that we're sort of living in and oh my I, you know i actually think that this is like better than in some seasons past it's not great when the lead is young like colton i think was 26 hannah brown was 24 it's really um you know watching people in their early and mid-20s uh, it's just platitude city, you know, watching them, them fall in love. It is definitely more interesting to watch the 30 to 35 year old age range. Um, cause they more, you know, they know what they want and, and whatever, but yeah, 31 and a cougar. Wow. And we honestly, we salute her wherever you are. Yeah. Um, well, cause what I couldn't believe my, like one of my favorite bites of the whole show, he has the one-on-one -on -one with Kit the fashion entrepreneur or something yeah. I'm like okay yeah you're definitely still in college Paris? okay yeah <laughs> you're also, fully, did you, yeah yeah go ahead. fully a senior in college yeah maybe a super junior but um <laughs> she is like they're in Matt's house um and I put air quotes around house yeah, uh, yeah. where where the produ producers put him and she's like <laughs> it's just like, it's so good to like be in a home. Like my life is just like gold Bentleys and red carpets. So it's just like, I, you know, just nice to kind of come to just hang out in the kitchen. And I'm like, whoa, you said that line thought like, this is going to be so relatable and make me seem like so down to earth. And I just like, every time she was on screen, I was like, okay, the gold Bentleys girl cannot get married. She's not ready. <laughs> I loved that she said, um, I won't be ready. She's like, uh, not till I'm like 25 or 26, yeah. <laughs> which is a very young thing to say. But I also, I love that that was um, your favorite moment. And it sort of speaks to, I think like you really love, if we can take the indication from how much you love Vanderpump Rules, you love like uh, out of touch reality stars. You know, it's Deeply. like even when the Vanderpump crew even in the beginning seasons when they were simply working at start and they really were living that uh, server life, um, they were just sort of so out of touch as as people. I mean, Stasi just being so like a prone ass, just, I mean, you know, not grounded at all. So that that moment really speaks. It's like The Bachelor uh, probably needs more more like super fucking off the wall people for you to be fully, fully committed. Yes, and the show is like, I think what I, I started looking at Matt James's TikToks. My friend, a male even was like, I hate to say it, but he's actually really funny. And the producers did him dirty. He's seems to be charming and have a good sense of humor. That's right. And you like, had sort of like a tangential connection who you got some Intel from. Yeah. One of my friends that plays pickleball shout out again, um, <laughs> pickleball <one> crew <laughs> 2021. What's up girlies. <laughs> Um, what's that to my pickleball girls? Yeah. She was like, oh, I went to college with Matt. I've, I've like hung out with him. She showed me like a picture of them eating together in Austin. And she's like, yeah, he is so much more funny than the show lets him. And that's how I know like the show is, I mean, it's obviously kind of funny, but like when people like Kit say that and like have these conversations, like, yeah, that's just like, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I'm like, buddy, you got to like put your foot down and go, whoa, I'm dating a baby. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's the age difference between 29 and 22 is, is, it's not much, but those years are like a big deal. You know, it's like, it's only seven years, but those are, a, that's a, that's a pretty important seven years. She to doesn't point, remember nine 11. Yeah. 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 <laughs> to the point where like, 
if you, yeah, if, if that's what, and it's not like, I don't think like people are creepy for like finding younger people hot or like, or whatever, but it's like, this is like, you're talking about like a lifelong partner, you know, like, yeah, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. But I still loved it. I would love to see. Yeah. Obviously you're right. I love people out of touch. Cause like, I would love a spinoff. It's like kids world and it's, it's just world. Yes. And it's her navigating like college. Maybe if that's just like what gossip girl is, but I'm like gossip girl reboot with kit. Yes. Yes. I love it. Um, so, okay. So we kind of know some big Im- impressions that you had of say MJ kit, whatever. Did you have like one or two, like who were your girls, you know, uh, from the beginning? Michelle from the jump, she rocked in that house. She was just as goofy as the the editorial team would let her be. So it's like, okay, she, and like they had that one-on-one. I just, I loved her energy. I loved Brie and I loved that her best friend was Brie. I was like, I had a best friend, Katie growing up. So that really resonated Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm, me. mm -hmm. Um, Other than that, (laughs) I don't know if this is bad to say, but there was, there was plenty of people I liked. I liked Katie a lot in the beginning and then she got a little too righteous for me. And I was like, okay, like, I'm glad you're standing up for people, but this isn't like a competition of like who can have the highest moral high ground. Sure. Yeah. I was kind of the reverse on her, but I, I not strongly, I, I totally get it. Um, I was sort of the reverse on her because I actually did not like the, uh, dildo entrance entrance at all. Um, I thought it was, canned so it's also just like something that the show does a lot where it's like it's like um you know we're kind of like far enough into the future where it's okay that we like it's like it's okay to see women like being vaguely horny on tv but it has to be in this like really cheeky and like definitely straight cis uh you know thin privileged white bodied way and so like it's like oh joke 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 she has a dildo and like she names it Matt James, like it has to be like her sexual pleasure <laughs> like, and like attraction, like has to be connected to a man and specifically this man. And it's also I thought that was kind of like a psycho thing to do. Like, you know, if 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 we had met up and you told me that you had a sex toy that was named after me, I would I would fucking call the cops, you know, that. Yeah, that would be I mean, those I honestly I blacked out all of those like entrances. That whole part is so crazy to me. Um, totally. But yes, to roll up and be like, this is named after you. I've been so lonely in quarantine. I'm like, well, we might be all thinking that, but the fact that you said that is yeah, crazy. Like, take it down. Yeah. But I did actually, I kind of flipped because then I, then I did start to like her um, because yeah, I, she was, she was working at the show definitely does not reward, um, you know, kindness or uh, empathy. And so I thought that, that was yeah, I really liked her extending her empathy to Sarah. Sarah, blast from the past. We always forget about her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's some more questions I have. Um, yeah. Prayer. Oh, do, my God. Do we get a lot of prayer in the show? Or like, you know, is it? Because I was like, that's a lot of Christianity for me. It was a lot. And it's always kind of like you know, it was definitely more explicit than in seasons past for sure. Like, I think that caught a lot of people's attention because just from the first night when he offers this blessing over there, fucking, it's like, if that, I mean, I just kept thinking like, if that was like a Jewish or Muslim prayer, like people would be fucking, I mean, the bachelor, like people would be fucking furious, you know? Um, but it always is present in, kind of these more like these like subtler and more coded ways a lot of times it's like you know whenever they say like um yeah I'm really starting to love Craig he and I just have the same values and it's like okay you're racist and homophobic (laughs) you know (laughs) uh it's it's more like coded like that and like or like people have like you know cross tattoos and you can just tell from kind of like especially people who go to hometowns you can kind of tell from their background their family it's all very entrenched in there but this was for sure the most explicit we've ever seen it and I don't know why I I mean I I don't know I I do feel bad for Matt I think he was talking about um was it maybe on the after show or I read it somewhere he's like I felt so much pressure that I had to be like so it's like I'm the first black bachelor Mm. I have to represent everything and I have to be perfect 
So maybe he like played that up. So he's like, I got to be a good Christian boy, loves my mom, cares about women and kids and all this stuff. You're right. It's like he, they, yeah, it's like what he's in like the hardest position ever. They're going to crucify him any damn way. So you're right. He must have had to, damn, I don't envy his position at all. I thought him on that, um, after the final reels, I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was great. I did great job. Loved the beard. Um, I could go either way on the beard, but yeah, (laughs) I know. I'm just like, yeah, I love it. Was he bald too? Had he also shaved his head or did I make that up? I might have been, yeah, I might have been shorter. I might have been shorter. Yeah, I was I like, I don't really he's... know men's haircuts, really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was, he was hot. His brother was hot. And I was like, what a hot family. Like, good for you guys. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if you heard of my last episode uh, with Robbie Hoffman. I uh, revealed my idea for a Bachelor in Paradise that is just the siblings. Because you I, always I... meet, like, sort of these mysterious characters. And you're like, okay, that person is a nightmare. Okay. I want more of that person. Okay. That person's super hot. It's like, let's get these guys together. Yes. No, I think that's an incredible idea. And producers, if you're listening, take this girl up. Yes. Yes. If it gets made and I'm not involved, I will know that you heard this and fucking whatever. This is recorded. Um, okay. So another question or thought I have. Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, new to the franchise, um, is Chris Harrison always so useless or like, what is his value add? Like sincerely, what is his value? he is the most like, he'll go, ladies, this is the final rose. I'm like, no shit. That's yeah. what you're getting paid $200,000 for. It's pretty obscene. It's pretty obscene. Um, and, uh, you're absolutely right. That, 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 um, that line that he always delivers is sort of exemplary of uh, his role and how useless it actually is in the franchise. Like it's like coming on to say stuff we already know, to say stuff we don't need to know. Um, yeah, occasionally in the past, it's made for like a funny bit here and there, but most of the, they try to do way more bits than it's really good for. And like, like, on Tasha's season, the set, the setting was way worse on Tasha's season. Nima Colon was heaven compared to their, uh, La Quinta resort, um, in <laughs> Springs last season, but he, he did like these, it's just kind of smarmy, like, um, what was it? He was like, he pretended to be like selling lemonade or like some dumb shit like that. I think it's just because he's like always been, he just was there from the beginning. He just was there from the beginning and like became the face of it. And, uh, yeah, he, he talks in that hosty way, you know, and he does the hand motions and that's, that's, that's all he's good for. And, and now we know that he's bad for a lot worse. (laughs) Like, do we think, so here's what I always have to remember. This is like what grounds me as a woman and a person. (laughs) I cannot Um, wait to hear this. I (laughs) thought I was just inviting you on to talk about the bachelor, actually getting some sort of sage counsel, some lifelong wisdom. Yeah. And maybe you'll, this, this like eats away at me. So constantly I'm like, this guy is just such adult. He's boring. He's never saying anything interesting. Like, are people really eating this up? Cause like, I, it seems like a lot of people came to his defense when he said all that racist shit or he was defending the racist shit. Rather. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, here's what I have to remember when big bang theory was on TV, <laughs> It was the biggest show in America and it was the most rated number one, number one, most watched, most watched. And it was on for what, probably 10 seasons. And that show was by and large, so fabulously unfunny. So unfunny. So terrible. All of this to say America as a whole, unfortunately, has a very um, easy, a simple palette. You know, it, they don't need a lot to just be head over heels so I think like maybe Chris Harrison is you know the big bang theory I absolutely can get on board with that as I won't say too much here um this is a whole other thing but as someone who um kind of famously has a a rift in their family actually because of how unfunny big bang theory is uh, can't really get into that but it has caused actual real problems (laughs) and it's yeah, hard. It's hard. Um, and, and yeah, so that's real. I think the palette is very simple. 
I also think, and maybe I've just been privy to this more like having a podcast and listening to others podcast and sort of being in the pod and Instagram sphere more than I have been in past seasons. Uh, but it does seem like, you know, it used to be very like, oh, bachelor fans are all like middle America. And then if you are, you know, smart people, like just who are kind of watching it through a feminist lens, it's like, we're the ones doing it in this like ironic way or whatever the fuck. But now it's actually becoming, I think it's a lot more people who are like watching it through a critical eye and like, yeah, thinking critically about, about how it presents race and class and gender and sexuality and, and all that stuff. So I think there's still, yeah, I think overall the palette is still simple. I think you're spot on, but I do think the tide is changing. So you are coming in at sort of a good point for that. I am excited. And I want the listeners to know that I revere myself as a very stupid person and I like some very stupid TV. So by we no. love and music and music as well. And I can and say that to you because I also love terrible, terrible music. Yeah. So this is not coming from a place of smugness. Um, I think it's just kind of common knowledge that the Big Bang Theory is not that funny. And that's okay. That's fine. Okay. We don't that's need okay. it to be. We don't need it to be. No, because it's fun. You're having fun. And I don't judge you if you like mm-hmm. it. I don't. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I am excited for the rest of the, the franchise. Um, two, two Bachelorettes at the same time. Do we have any ideas or what that looks like? I have no idea. Um, you know, I, yeah, I really don't. I'm, I, I've said this on the pod a few times before, but like, I'm definitely way more into like the universe of the show. And that's something that I've definitely realized even more since doing this podcast since so many like podcasts and Instagram accounts I think are like totally revolving around like what's the latest you know gossip about past couples and like whatever it's like I don't I don't care about that or like they have inside info about the shooting schedule and what's all happening and I really don't care about that but the way that The Bachelor is becoming it feels like it's like harder to avoid sort of like BTSE, like stuff like that. Like, it's like, I don't know the shooting schedule, you know? Um, and, and I don't know. I think, uh, Robbie said it well on the last episode, she was saying like, I feel like it's sort of to the effect of like, I feel like they have like enough on their plate. You know what I mean? Like we just had this huge, like momentous season and maybe they should just kind of grapple with what they've got going on um, uh, before adding two, I don't know the schedule. I do think, uh, that could be a little bit, right. They've bitten off a little bit more than they can chew, but both great girls, both great girls. Hope they great find girls. love. Hope they find I love. hope I, I, I love what Robbie said about like, Brie is too good for the show. Thank God. Absolutely. He yeah. did. And that's Angel. how I felt. That's how I felt about Michelle. I was like, Michelle, she did, you know, kind of put herself out there a lot at the end. I think she saw that she wasn't maybe going to get that, that proposal. And she's like, I got a Hail Mary. Um, I'm going to get these jerseys. However, you have to wonder. You simply have to. You have to wonder. And all of these, uh, not all of them, but so many of the dates are like meeting the parents. They came with a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I gotta say, I don't think you girls went down to the local florist and got like, so I do wonder if the producers are like, Hey, Michelle, um, we got this. We think it'd be great if you gave to Matt um, or Shirley did that either way. I, I will say I love gifts. I know that maybe there's some drama. It's like, you know, you went too hard. You put yourself out there too much. But I'm like, you know what though? If he was into you, like if that had been Rachel, you'd have fucking loved it. He would have gone crazy. Yeah. So that yeah. was only ever going to work. Like if he was into you or not, now you have your answer. Yeah. For me, Michelle, what I I didn't, I, you know, for me, she was overrated. Um, thought she was a sweet girl was fine. Got, got embarrassed for her towards the end because she was just so all in. And it, it, it was clear that it wasn't, it was clear to me that it was, uh, uh, not going to be her. Um, but I did like her and I liked her parents a lot as well, which I, I sometimes don't, they were very sweet. Sometimes parents, the parents can go like, either way if they are still in love like sometimes that can be really annoying to see you know (laughs) uh uh, 
uh, but they were actually, and it's also like very heavy handed the way that they sort of like um, use the parents as like a template for how like you will be like, as if like your parents' marriage being long and, and successful or whatever, like sort of guarantees or like entitles you to a a strong partnership or or whatever the fuck it's some moralized thing like this like virtuous thing where your parents have been married for a long time um all that to say something that is not usually done well that being the parents still in love that michelle's parents were very genuine and and sweet and i did see something genuine in that family ultimately Mm -hmm. she was overblown but sweet girl sweet girl sweet girl i love uh, look i gotta say i love basketball i go what a cuckoo activity to do mm. with a, a new partner. And she's like, let's go shoot hoops. But I loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The mom, she was, <laughs> she was tearing it up out there. She was crossing up on his ass. I was like, okay, this is, <laughs> this is fun. Um, but here's how I feel about Rachel. Like, yes. I think he, I think he fell into the trap of conflating a fun girl with a funny girl. And so he had fun with Rachel. You know, they went shopping, had mm. that, you know, unlimited credit card. They're probably like, she is fun taking mm. out, you know, racism aside, which you really can't separate that from the person. But in the universe of the show, I understand you're saying, yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, she is fun. But like, okay, once you guys finally bang like five, 10 times. It's like, where's this going to go? Yeah. Crosby sort of pointed out that that, their connection seemed uh, very like college. Like it's like you kind of, it's sort of like on paper, it's sort of like vaguely, you know, the connection is there. But when you really get down to it, it's like, what's, what's really there actually, besides you just want to bang. Yeah. I feel like she's probably super fun to like hit brunch with. She's probably like, Mm -hmm. let's get a carafe. You're crazy. We're not just getting one mimosa. So like, yeah, she's a carafe girl and that's right. important. Like you want that. that. Absolutely is. But you also want the girl who's like, going to be fun to watch fucking Vanderpump or Bachelorette with, you know? Right, got- right. You got to get a sweatpants girl. Um, but you know what? I have full confidence that Matt James's DMs right now are, have, have been and are currently explosive. So like, I'm not worried imagine. for him. I'm not, I don't even know why Michelle would want to do the bachelor. I'm like, girl, you must have like so many suitors banging down your door. I know. And, and what do you think of her decision to, uh, I mean, we saw those kids that she, uh, you know, was leaving to go and be on the bachelor. And she was, I thought that was a very sweet moment, actually. Um, uh, she was kind of tearfully greeting her students. That's like a rare, um, you know, we often like don't get to find out that much about these contestants. So that was like a very cool like transparent kind of thing but these kids kind of grilled Matt and were very hopeful I think (laughs) that they would stay together and ultimately uh something much worse sort of happened which is that like she didn't get it it feels like those kids were thinking like at least if she doesn't get the guy for those kids it's like at least if she doesn't get the guy she's gonna come back and be our teacher and now she's like didn't get the guy fuck you guys I'm going on the bachelorette I'm not a teacher anymore yeah (laughs) you know what though like I don't know I guess there's that other side of the coin I'm like maybe you get like I've noticed I've started like following the Instagrams of past contestants and you see those insta ads cropping up like they're going they're getting their influencer dollars so who knows maybe Michelle's cultivating uh, a following and she's like look I want to retire after this or I want to teach and like not stress about rent I love that. Yeah, for sure. Katie, what would it take to leave for you to leave behind the girl boss business you're building um, and and go be on The Bachelorette? Gosh, um, I I don't think I have the hygiene to be on the show. <laughs> I. I imagine they are showering every day. They yeah. are having their hair and makeup done. They're definitely cutting their pubes, probably waxing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, I'm you not know, with girls like that, like sometimes, you know, girls like that, sometimes they can actually go like 12 weeks without waxing or shaving somehow. And it's still like, 
it still looks the same, you know, for me, that's not my reality in any no. way, shape or form, you know? No, I recently had a hole in my underwear because I still have the same underwear that I had when I was in high school and my pubes were so long that I walked out pantsless and my girlfriend was like, oh my God, are you bleeding? And it was just a clump of my pubic hair that it had exploded out of my underwear. I'm crying right now. I'm crying. Um, and do you think I could be on the show? No. <laughs> You definitely could not. And that, you know, it's like you were saying, like, Rachel, you got to get yourself a girl that when you come out with your pubes spiking through your underwear, that's going to be still a comfortable moment for y'all to push through. Rachel does not seem like that type. No, I think that would deeply, deeply upset her. Um, I think that would, I mean, I think to be fair, that would probably upset a bulk of Bachelor universe. And like, that's fine. I look, I respect you women. Um, and I wish the best for you. I just, I think I could maybe be a contestant for one and I I would kind of walk up and it would be the least sexy, um, most friendly kind of walk up be like, Whoa, what's up? Two dykes in the house. I'm trying to rock it out. And, um, ultimately I would just kind of grow friendly with all the other contestants and, and leave with, um, a good group chat. I am sort of thinking of, uh, you know, the time that I know you two have worn um, like a Nike tank top over a sports bra to kind of like an upscale upscale bar, I would say is fair Mm -hmm. to say. Um, And I I sort of knew at that point exactly what your vibe was. I mean, you looked you looked great. You looked hot. Um, It was fly as hell. But I just knew immediately like this girl knows who she is. She is not about, you know, and I can imagine you coming up to the same the same energy rolling up to the bachelor mansion where they're all in gowns and you're like in a, <laughs> in a snapback. <laughs> oh, okay. That's another thing. How did these girls, what was their luggage? Every time they rolled out of the bachelor, it's like, you didn't get the rose. They had the tiniest carry on overhead luggage. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I have seen you in no less than 20 ball gowns. I know. You're a liar. I know. I know. I know. You did a really great job, I think, of like throughout the season, you really clued into quite a lot of like bachelor tropes that I imagine like when you're watching them for the first time, you don't necessarily know that they're tropes. You don't necessarily know what you're seeing, but you were texting me consistently throughout the season and like kind of cluing in on like exactly the thing. Um, So you just had a very keen eye for things like, you know, like, what the fuck? They're all saying, I love you this week. And what the fuck? Like, they all run and jump and wrap their legs around that. Like, you guys, I mean, it was spot in. You just have a very keen uh, reality TV eye, I got to say. Thank you. Um, Okay, I forgot about the legs thing. That is crazy that every single girl does that without fail. It makes no sense. I don't think ever in my life. Now, maybe it's different because like women aren't as tall and sturdy, but I'm like, never in my life. Okay, internalized misogyny (laughs) much? (laughs) You're right. No, there is, there are tall, sturdy women out there and I see you and I love you and I respect you. But yeah, I've I've just never been like, let me just wrap my pelvis around your pelvis and, and just hold you tight. Like just maybe that's, maybe I'm not vulnerable enough. I don't know, but that was like a crazy recurrence. I think that is one of those things. And that happens like, you know, I think that these types of things occur in real life and then especially on uh, reality TV, but like sometimes people like do things that I don't even think that they like want to do. They just like saw it on TV one time, you know, or like they like think that they should want to do it. Or they like, like to me, jumping up and like wrapping your legs around someone like does not feel true to me in any situation. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, and I don't even think that they think like, I don't even think that that is like coming from some like organic impulse in them. It feels like they're like thinking about themselves being on camera and they're like, I want to do that. I think the same thing about, I think I said something in recent episodes about like, it's like putting like flour on your nose or like, like starting oh, a little yes. fake flower. Pot. It's like, <laughs> I just don't believe you. I just don't believe you. Like you're thinking about how you look right now. You're thinking about being on TV. Okay. I want to say you can't see sunset, but I do have a little bit of flour on my shirt. I made. Um, oh my God. I was cooking earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. 
the one, the one last observation that I did want to share is how come here, we'll, we'll do a little role play. You're Matt. Mm, um, okay. Great. Um, you asked me, um, say, Katie, will you take this rose? Okay. Katie, will you take this rose? Okay. And I'm walking up to you. Yes, I will. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear that? Cause they whisper every single time they go, yes, I'll, yes, I'll take this rose. I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. Five. It's like I know. so, so weird. It's like as big I chart love room. that you picked that out. And every single girl, it's like it's a secret. Like they didn't just get called out and they're not seeing this happen. It's just like thank you so much. A- ASMR. They say I, they say always. Yeah. I that part ASMR like, for real. They should make an ASMR compilation of girls accepting bachelor roses and you should get a million dollars for it. <laughs> you should sell ads for that. Uh, I'm so happy you clued into that. I think it's because they are, and that's something I want to say, I did not. Yes. I've like noticed that, but you're putting that into words. Like you are calling that out in a way that I have never, uh, called out in my life. That's hilarious. So I think you're quite an advanced reality TV, uh, watcher definitely in the 99th percentile for sure. But I think that that's something that they do to like, kind of create, it's like, they want to create like a feeling of like, like an intimate moment, you know, between them. I, yeah. I know. I hope it feels intimate because I'm watching it and my like jaw is on the floor and my ears to the TV. Like, I know the fuck are they saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So, well, okay. Do you have any further questions about the bachelor before I get to my final one for you? Um, yeah, those are like my, my main points again, like overall, I enjoyed watching it. I'm excited to see my girls now that I'm, I'm kind of becoming more, um, familiar with the names. Like I'll, mm. I'll know who Katie is and I'll know who, um, I've already forgot, a uh, tall, beautiful girl's name. Second uh, place. Um, Michelle. Michelle, Michelle. I forgot, yeah, I forgot yeah. Michelle's name. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, it'll be fun to be like, I know who these people are. Um, so I'll, I'll be tuning in. Yeah, that's okay. So that was going to be my sort of final question was like, this was a fucking wild season to come in on for your first time. I was going to ask, like, will you be joining us, you know, going forward? Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, one, as I mentioned before, like my bond with straight women has never been stronger. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like this is something that I can't risk and I won't. And that's an important, those are important allies to have for, you know, whatever's coming next, sort of, who knows, collapse of countries, shit. It's like, you want to be in that number, right? Yes. I want them to know like, Hey, like, yeah, I, like I do have a girlfriend, but like, otherwise, like we get it. Like, otherwise, yeah. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you girl. Um, but I, uh, I, I just hope for the love for the love of God, I hope they just hire one comedy writer, please, please. just get one. And, and it could be, a, you know, someone who's maybe not, they're funny on Twitter, but they haven't done anything. Doesn't matter. Just get one little comedy writer in there to be like, Hey, like let's show more of that B-roll stuff. Like when Matt and Michelle were bike riding and he crashed the bike, I was like, why are we only seeing this at the end of the episode and for one second? Yeah. Yeah. A shitty date to begin with. Like, Oh, let's ride some fucking bikes and now they're fucking broken it's like cool yeah just like or michelle doing push-ups okay maybe i'm in love with michelle is that is that what we needed you to come on the podcast to figure out okay girl if you're listening (laughs) um i could also play basketball i was voted most spirited in my gay basketball league so wow and tell, tell Michelle, if she's listening, the other credential that you just told me before we started recording a little project that you had going on sort of in your yard. Oh yeah. So, um, I recently became unemployed, although I am starting my own business, I was still technically unemployed. So I kind of had a, um, a crisis of, of sorts. So I built a tiki bar in my backyard, <laughs> the classic crisis activity that any of us do. Yeah. I'm going to send you a picture of it. And so here's what else I'm doing. 
I have um, followed a bunch of fraternities. So I live in Austin. So I'm following a bunch of uh, UT Austin fraternities on Instagram. And I have DM'd several of them asking if they would uh, pay me $1,000 to build them in their, their little backyard. I've no never bites. heard anything. No bites. No kidding. Damn. I've never heard anything that I love more. I have faith it's going to happen for you. And I also want to amend something I, I said earlier, which is I want to clarify when I said you're building your girl boss business, I did not mean to condescend about your business. We simply have a joke about girl boss. Uh, but I think that you, your new business is very, very metal. If you want to tell the listeners what it is. Oh, uh, yes. So guys, so metal. It's um, going to be an advertising business. So if you're listening and you run a newsletter, I would love to sell your ads. And you've already, you have already like been in the game for so long. You're incredible at it. You're incredible at building tiki bars, selling ads, uh, fucking roller derbying all around town. Yeah. Growing my pubes out big, long and strong. Um, I'm a multi-hyphenate, so I'm really looking forward to the uh, business that I receive from this podcast. Absolutely. I have faith it's going to come through for you. So I'm so happy. You're my, you're my new favorite member of Bachelor Nation. I'm so happy you're here with me. Um, yeah, uh, this was part of God's plan. I know it. For, you, for us to watch Vanderpump Rules together, for you to come into The Bachelor, and then for you to come on the pod. So it's been such an honor and a joy, as always, Katie Huff. Thank you so much for being on Bachelor Theory. Thank you, Julia. It's been the highlight of my life so far. Absolutely. I, I fucking buy it. And where can people find you? Oh, I rather not because um, I haven't changed my Instagram handle. So it's still right. a little bit lover. With your, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> you have a little thing with your Instagram handle for sure. People might not get it if they don't get you per se. <laughs> they might think the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say it was um, a reference to an office joke from uh, early 2000. But yes, I'm aware of what my name implies. Absolutely. I'm always here to let anyone say their piece. So I'm, you're absolutely allowed to say your piece. I'm glad, I'm glad you let them know about that. (laughs) Katie, thank you so much. I know I will have you on in the future. We'll be talking about Bachelorette times two, Bachelor in Paradise and a million more things. Thank you so much for being on Bachelor Theory. Thank you. Y'all, my name is Julia Delois. This was Bachelor Theory. Thanks for listening. 